Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Oh, what's good, everybody? Welcome into Early Edge Live, our prop spectacular. It's hard to believe, but indeed, we have arrived at championship weekend. The four best teams in all of the NFL are poised to play each other on Sunday. We got you covered top to bottom. But on this show, all we are worried about is the props. I am your leader, the coach, and we are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line that is the best value in all of sports betting. Now. Let me bring in the stars of the show, three of the greatest prop handicappers in the world today. First and foremost, you can see him on the award-winning fantasy football today every single day. We call him Uncle Dave. You can only call him that on this show. He's made that very clear. Dave Richard, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Coach, and I appreciate your, your kindness your generosity, your thoughtfulness to not bring up the showdown bet that we made from last week where I just said, I think Buffalo is going to win. You took your Chiefs. Everybody saw what happened. I was 13 seconds away, 13 seconds away from beating the coach in a showdown. Now I'm at home, 100 bucks lighter, just like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, the Bills are a lot lighter than 100 bucks. They would have made a lot of money if they had been playing for the Super Bowl this week. I just love it that you did my job for me, Dave. I didn't have to bring it up. I didn't even have to say anything. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting weekend because all three faces that I'm staring at right now, at some point last weekend, my Venmo went off. And it went like, see ya, just paid the coach. Uh, 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 that just paid the coach. Oh, Dave just paid. Oh, it was a nice weekend for me. My balance has gone way up. So thank Oh, see ya. The best-looking man in the Early Edge family. Good afternoon, sir. Well, okay, so I won a showdown <laughs> against you as well. It just happened to be earlier than the Buffalo game. And for the record, and at the risk of occupying the next hour with non-prop stuff, the reason Dave and I had to pay you for the Bills game was because Josh Allen called tails and the coin landed on heads. And we can argue the fairness and the approach of that for another show, but I'm just saying if it landed on tails – I think I would have gotten my second helping that weekend. What could possibly have shown you at the end of that game that we would not have stopped the Buffalo Bills? What would have shown you? That you don't think we would have stopped the Buffalo Bills on that last drive? Uh, you're right. That It was all about the coin flip. But two years ago, Brady did the same thing to mm -hmm. us. So, True. So, yep. so I felt that pain. But I will tell you this, that if anybody saw the video I posted online, my beautiful fiance, Crystal, she mm -hmm. shot it while I wasn't aware i thought i was gonna have a heart attack i really did i thought i was having a heart attack that game was incredible alex good afternoon sir hi coach great to see you see ya. dave also nice to see you i believe it was not one not two but three <laughs> showdowns that i lost 
to coach last weekend. <laughs> when I hear the word showdown, the hair on the back of my neck stands up. I told coach this when I sent him my third payment that I'm officially retiring from showdowns until at least next season, and I'm only going props only. I'm done with spreads, done with totals, done betting coach. So, yeah, I, my Venmo is a lot lighter, fellas, and it's all thanks to coach right there. It's a true story. See you, Dave. He wrote, I'm done with showdowns on his payment. He says, I'm done with showdowns. Uh, by the way, uh, UFC, you that was one of the showdowns. He lost the UFC fight to me, too. Mm. There, I say it all the time. There are levels to this game. If you bet me with props, I'd lose every time. We know that. Uh, but a tip of the cap to all of you, the respect level is at an all-time high. But, gentlemen, we've got to get into this weekend do we not but i don't just come to this show expecting to give out stuff or do i because for five very special people in the chat today who are active who are positive who want to add to the show we're going to be giving out five separate 100 paramount plus gift cards you can use it this weekend you can stream the pga tour event you can watch the game you can watch something separate on your tv but we have you covered 100 bucks to five people that we think are the most deserving in the chat this afternoon. But the first game this <clears throat> Sunday, it's the AFC Championship. It's Joe Burrow. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's the Bengals. It's the Chiefs for the right to go to the Super Bowl. And you can see that game on CBS. Sunday, the future rests on their shoulders. The AFC Championship, Sunday at 3 on CBS. And during halftime, see the world premiere of the official trailer of Halo, a new series coming to Paramount+. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Everything you could possibly need at Paramount+. Plus. We love being in the family. So, gentlemen, let's jump right in. So, the numbers that we don't necessarily care about, unless we want another showdown this week, 7 54 and a half in game number one. We're going to go through by the team, and we're going to start with the Bengals. So, Uncle Dave, I respect you equally as much as the other two men on the show, but I'm going to allow you to go first. What do you got for us this week? Sure, you're going with the oldest guy first. I get it. <laughs> much appreciated. Look, I, there's two Bengals props that I like this week. The first one is one that's been very giving, uh, really, for the last several weeks. It's Joe Mixon over 30 and a half receiving yards at even money. This started at 28 and a half, by the way. The first time I saw it, it was at 28 and a half minus 115. So it's going up. People are starting to take notice of what Joe Mixon's doing in the passing game. He's had at least 28 receiving yards each of his past four games. He's had 40-plus receiving yards in three of his past four games. Kansas City's allowing 4.7 yards per target to opposing running backs over the last three games, this includes teams like Denver and Buffalo. They didn't really get their running games going through the air. The running backs going through the air, I should say. But we've seen Mixon get a little bit more involved lately. And I think Joe Mixon will continue to play a role as a passing downs player for the Bengals. The Bengals are doing two great things on offense right now. They're leaning on Burrow. They're throwing a lot more. It's something like 66% of their snaps in the playoffs have been passes. And number two, they're using Mixon more in the passing game. It's perfect. This is where this prop comes into play. To wit, Joe Mixon has had at least five targets in each of those last four games. The hope is that the Bengals are trailing. Kansas City's winning. They've got to throw to play from behind. Kansas City plays that zone defense that they play about two-thirds of the time. And Joe Mixon takes up a bunch of check down passes, ends the game with five catches for 35 to 40 yards. 
Wait a second. Did you say hope that the Chiefs are in front late in the game? Hope? Hope. That's a a guarantee, Dave. That's a guarantee. (laughs) Well, if it's coming from you that it's a guarantee, then I believe it, especially after last week. Uh, I just call them like I see them. By the way, I've had one missed bet the entire season. Just to point that out at home, I've I missed one NFL bet all season. That's pretty amazing. It is. How many bets have you made this season, Dave? Why do we, why do we have to ask questions of me? <laughs> it's okay. still impressive, Coach. Thank Can I give you, you my second prop? <laughs> Please do. The second prop is CJ Uzama over three and a half catches, and there's a lot of juice on this one. It's minus 135, but we've seen him catch at least four passes in each of his last four games and five of his past six games. He's had at least six targets, Coach, in six of his past seven games. So the guy's very involved in that passing game, and he tends to do a little bit better against zone coverage. So when defenses play to not give up the big play, they're not going man-to-man, Uzama finds open space in the middle of the field, and Burrow focuses on him. And finds him. I think that's going to happen. Again, same type of theory that we've got going on with Mixon, but instead of yards, it's catches. I think Uzama, it, it, I feel safer with this one with Uzama, just getting four or five receptions versus his receiving yardage prop because we've seen Uzama pick up those catches before, but not necessarily get yeah. the yardage. And so there's a little bit more juice for this one than it would be for the yardage, but it's worth the squeeze, coach. I think Uzama gets you at least four grabs against the Chiefs. Hey, you're talking to the right guy. Uzama got me into the club, Dave. He got me into the club. So he is my new favorite tight end. I love this play because he does a lot of go down eight yards, turn around and sit and try to find his, his, you know, and so there isn't a lot of yak uh, after him, but I love these two plays. Uh, See, let me come to you because some other props obviously are not out yet. We've got articles that are going to come out on Saturday from Alex, but we know there's a three-headed monster outside of the picks that they just gave. What would your advice be when the numbers come out as far as Boyd, as far as Chase, and as far as who's the third one I'm missing? Who's the third T. one? T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Thank you. T. Higgins. Yeah, it's that's a tough one. So my, my initial answer, and some of these numbers are out depending on what site you're looking at. My initial answer would be Tyler Boyd because his matchup is going to be so advantageous uh, lining up in the slot. The problem is his yardage – prop is is kind of higher than I'd want it to be I think if last time I checked I think it was around 40 40 and a half um I still kind of like it there listen the the Bengals offense is going to target Burrow is going to target his superstars it's going to happen in this game uh the 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 Chiefs play a good amount of man coverage so that should leave guys like Chase and T Higgins not open but you know with some one-on-one here and there so if I was going to take a yardage prop with the receiver, I'd probably just go right back to the well in Jamar Chase and take his over, which I believe is in the high 70s. I'll just I can double check that in a second. I think Boyd is the other interesting one if you wanted to flirt with that. I'll, I'll say this: the receptions on Boyd are juiced up. I think it's three and a half, but it's it's juiced up. It might be four and a half, and it's juiced up. And then of course his yardage is a little higher than I'd want it to be. All right, so Jamar Chase, thank you to Maiden Focus over 85 and a half minus 115. I actually still like it, even though that is a really, really high number. Um, I'll just note it's not one of my bets, so it's not something that I'm like, hey, I love this bet. But if I had to take it, I I think I would take the over there. Alex, what do you got on that? Yeah, so 
Obviously, we know Jamar Chase, Week 17 versus Kansas City, 266 receiving yards, three touchdowns, single-handedly won the Offensive Rookie of the Year that week, in my opinion, went thermonuclear. (laughs) That was just an unbelievable performance for the history books. Um, Just incredible. I do not think that's going to happen again. Obviously, we're talking about an 85 or it's up to 87 and a half uh, yards uh, as far as the prop is concerned for this week. I've been very encouraged with the way that they are manufacturing Chase touches, getting him the ball close to the line of scrimmage. That's not something we saw in the regular season this is why i faded him in the opening round of the playoffs because uh throughout the regular season he had the deepest a dot average depth of target of any receiver on the Bengals. that doesn't typically pair with a high concentration or volume of targets but we saw as soon as the playoffs started it made a real concerted effort to make him the focal point of the offensive game plan it makes a ton of sense considering how explosive and dynamic he is so yeah i do anticipate him once again being the focal point of Cincinnati's offense, and because of the fact they have C.J. Uzma, they have uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, you cannot just focus or all of the defensive attention is going to be on him. So I do expect Chase to once again, uh, yeah, be the focal point of the offensive game plan, have another big day. I do too. Did I just see a hand go up that I didn't see? Yeah, so, just yeah, 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 coach. Just for clarity's sake, so Tyler Boyd's prop is over three and a half receptions, which is great, except for the fact that it's minus one sixty-five. So, with so, respect to the receptions in Tyler Boyd, it's just not something I'm interested in at, at yeah. that price. Yeah, but yeah, Alex. One nice thing that I, I do really like about Kansas City is the, the concentration of their targets. If you take the Chiefs, for instance, <laughs> outside of Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, it's kind of a guessing game what ancillary player is going to end up uh, leading the team in targets. It could be Byron Pringle. It could be Demarcus Robinson. Um, it could be McCole Hardman. It could be Blake Bell even. Whereas Cincinnati is concerned, you know where these targets are going to be distributed largely so that is one nice thing when handicapping the Bengals you have a very good understanding or idea of exactly where the targets are going to be allocated so translation if you're at your book and there's about seven Bengals that you want to know what Alex is saying go to those top three or four and pick from there because that's where Joe Burrow goes every single time great analysis from the both of you now staying with the Bengals Alex I know you have a prop in this game as well that has a b written all over it this is an this is an alan bell special coach though there (laughs) is a there is a rookie in cincinnati who has been phenomenal this guy should be in the offensive rookie of the year conversation for what he's done in the playoffs absolutely dynamic no i'm not talking about jamar chase i am talking about kicker evan mcpherson (laughs) This is maybe my first kicker prop ever again. Shout out, <laughs> AB. I'm going over six and a half kicking points. Saw this at minus 130 on multiple books. Uh, this guy has been unbelievable. He's gone over this in six straight games. He has 13 points, 14 points, 10 points, 11 points, 9 points, 11 points in his last six games, averaging 11.3 over that six-game sample. He's gone over this in 11 of 13 overall games, uh, 9 of 11 on 50-plus yard field goals this season. The weather is supposed to be in the low 40s in Kansas City, sunny Three miles per hour wind. I can't believe I'm talking about kicker props, but here I am in championship weekend. I've talked about it, how efficient these lines are. So I am looking at everything 
which you will see come up in another prop I'm going to give out. But yeah, uh, very efficient lines. I wasn't kidding. Uh, so I'm looking at everything, fella. So yeah, this is my first kicker prop. I think it's a really good one. Evan McPherson over six and a half points. Uh, you said Kansas City. We prefer, those of us from there, prefer to call it God's country. That's what yeah. we like to call it. Now, now, Ed McPherson is my new favorite player in the NFL. Did you guys all hear about what he did at the end of the game last week? Did we hear about that? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was warming up on the side. True story, Alex. He's warming up on the sidelines, okay? Ryan Tannehill throws that interception with 20 seconds to go. He then grabs the football, kicks it twice, turns to his teammate and says, oh, I guess we're going to the AFC championship game. Then walked out onto the field and made it just a boss move when you can say that before the kick amazing amazing stuff i love this dude and by the way he is paying for everything that people said in cincinnati should not have drafted him and Mm -hmm. he is now the reason or one of the big reasons they are playing this sunday all right now we had no questions by the way i guess i guess i need to point that out if you have a prop that you're looking at or that you like in the team that we're talking about go ahead and put it into the uh chat for me and leave the juice so my guys can talk about it as well by the way i'm just calling an audible right now i have found the first winner of our paramount plus 100 gift card ab pull up jonathan lelande please jonathan lelande he says ah man i would love that paramount plus gift card pga's coverage is really poor up here in canada I work for the PGA Tour. Even worse here at International Soccer, we work for CBS. We take that very personally. So I'll be able to sweat live the Sportsline experts' picks. Jonathan, congratulations. Here you go. You're welcome. Nice. Put in your uh, Twitter handle for us, and we will reach out to you today and get you all set up. There's winner number one. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. All right, now let's get into game number two on our board. And we're going with the Kansas City Chiefs. They are seven-point favorites. Yes, 54 and a half to remind you. But, Sia, I got to come down to you because Alex already talked about all the different weapons, all the different mouths, as he likes to say, that needs to be fed in Kansas City. But you found a man that has kind of been separating himself a little bit as a favorite target for number 15. Who is it? You know what What I don't appreciate that Alex just did? What? He, he he talked about the bevy of receivers and he threw in Blake Bell at the end. I know what you did there. That's not that's not a thing. You could have stopped short right at Blake Bell, but you went and did it. And now you're busted because I called you out on it. Uh, no, I'm just joking, of course. Uh, by the way, Evan McPherson, pick number 149, the only kicker drafted in the 2021 yes. draft. Yes. So very much worth it, Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, let's start with Byron Pringle. So if we're talking about the receiver position, I know we consider Travis Kelsey a receiver, but if we're talking about the receiver position, it's Tyree Kill, it's Byron Pringle, it's everybody else. No, Alex is right. McCole Hardman does get some work. Demarcus Robinson at times, even two games ago, I believe he got five targets, caught four of them. So these guys do mix in. But in this type of game, I think we're going to see Mahomes rely on Byron Pringle just like he did last game, frankly. Last game, he had five receptions on seven targets. The game before that, five receptions on seven targets. The game before that, five receptions on eight targets. They're clearly leaning on this guy. And his over, from a reception standpoint, in what should be a shootout with a 31 implied point total for the Kansas City Chiefs, is three and a half. Now, granted, it's juiced at minus 145. But I like the number so much, the three and a half receptions number so much, I'm willing to pay the juice there. So uh, my first one for this game is Byron Pringle over three and a half receptions. 
I love that play for a lot of reasons. One being they've already played them, and this is how they deed them up. They took away Tyree Kill. They took away Kelsey as well. Alex, talk to me. I do want to also point out, I do uh, believe that this game between Kansas City um, and Cincinnati is just going to be a tremendous amount of passing volume. The, the Bengals are one of the biggest pass funnels in the NFL as far as their defense is concerned. I think both of these teams are just going to air the ball out a ton. So I am expecting a very high volume attack from Kansas City. So yeah, I do like this prop. I do expect, I think that the three and a half number does provide some value there. So yeah, I like this prop. All right. So in the chat, it's always great when you got Alex backing you up. See ya. Uh, Jeremy Gladstone says, no talk about McKinnon receptions. Jeremy, clearly you are new to the brand. All you got to do is just put in the number, what you want us to talk about, and we will. Yes, Alex? There are no McKinnon reception props out as far as I know, so that is why I have been uh, eagerly awaiting to find them and, uh, yeah, kind of dive in on them, but I haven't seen any McKinnon receiving props yet. There are a lot. For those of you that are brand new to the show, first of all, welcome. Uh, Second of all, a lot of props don't come out on Friday, so we do as many as we can. Then we talk about leans. Then on Sunday, before the game, we'll be live for one hour before both games, 11 a.m. Eastern time, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. All the props will be out then, so come back and join us live for that show as well. By the way, in the chat, my man, I can't remember who said it, but he says, Uncle Dave, love the outfit, gangsta. Right now, you just look like a straight gank. You're staying. You look like an OG. Just sitting there, like I'm the man. You're the man. Everybody, everybody seems to dig the track jackets for for the uncle over here. So that's why we're rolling with it. (laughs) I love it. I love the branding. The brand within the brand, as I like to call it. All right. So let's keep it going. We like that uh, Pringle prop. So as I look at all the other plays, and a lot of these again will be reserved for Sunday when all of the props come out. Because last week, Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey, and I know a lot of it, guys, was the overtime. But as we, before we move on, uh, Dave, let me come to you because I know you didn't have a play in this game. But last week, because of the overtime, almost every single prop went over. But the way that it happened is kind of the same way that uh, the Bengals play defense that the Bills did, two high safeties. So Patrick Mahomes, his number went up this week a little bit for his rushing yards, over 29 and a half. We cashed it last week. What do you make of this one again? It's what is it now? I thought I saw it at 39 and a half. half. Okay, yeah, yeah, around, so, yeah. wow, it actually went down a little bit. I like it. I think this element that Mahomes has been bringing through the playoffs is something that we should count on seeing. It, he should come close to going over it. I'm sure there's not many people that see this number and go, ah, oh, forget it. He's not going to do it. It's the, the more fun play, like it is for most over unders, is to take the over. I could certainly see it happening against this Bengals team. The one factor that I would caution against is that the Bengals pass rush. It isn't what the Bills pass rush is. So I don't know how much pressure Mahomes is going to feel. And mm-hmm. pressure is always something that will make a quarterback leave the pocket and consider running the ball. We've seen that with Mahomes. We've seen that with a bunch of quarterbacks throughout the year. Uh, we might see it with Burrow because he's going up against a team that's got a pretty good pass rush in Kansas City. So I, I like the over, but I didn't consider it one of the best plays of the week. Okay. Last week, he went over the total in one run and ran for north of 60 yards. Alex. Mm-hmm. One prop I want to look out for, I haven't come across it yet, is potentially uh, Chris Jones uh, recording a sack. We saw last week what 
uh, Tennessee did that. to this offensive line. We saw Danico Autry. We saw uh, Jeffrey Simmons just absolutely wreak havoc. They finished with nine sacks. So much interior pressure. Uh, the Bengals offense, the interior part of their offensive line, uh, really, really struggled. I expect that to again happen this week. We know Chris Jones is a game wrecker for our Kansas, uh, Kansas City. Uh, I anticipate him having a big impact on this game. If you can find him around plus 150, I even heard someone say it was plus 170. I just haven't been able to find a book offering it. Chris Jones to record a sack, I think, has some sneaky value. I do too. Now, Troy in the chat says, Coach, what do you think about Glide Edwards Alaire over 35? and a half rushing yards now see ya i know you're not on the rushing yards but if you could hit this while you give out one of your other plays i would appreciate it yeah so this is really interesting i don't really hate this number i think it's 36 and a half in some places and it wouldn't surprise me if on early downs the kansas city chiefs really try to establish the run and maybe kind of sink some of that soft coverage up and then take advantage of the pass, the play action. The problem is it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and we know he's not the best running back on the team. I'm pretty sure he's not the second best running back on the team. I think he's probably the third most talented behind Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon, believe it or not. So with that said, I don't think I would touch that prop, but if, if I did, it would definitely be the over because I could see him getting like 40, 41, 42 yards. With that said, my prop in this game, as it pertains to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, is under 11 and a half as his longest rush. Now, you mm -hmm. might remember against Buffalo, he did kind of have a long rush of 22 yards, but prior to that, his longest rushes were 7, 9, 7, 10. He's just not the type of guy that even when he gets to the second level, that he's just going to break away. So I do think you can. he might be have some opportunities to run against Cincinnati. But the cool thing is, listen to the original question. It was, do you think he's going to pass 35 and a half yards? So what you're doing here is you're taking an under on a longest rush for a guy whose prop is only 35 and a half rushing yards, which means he has to pick up that longest rush that, that has to be one-third of his total yardage for that to actually come in. So while I think it's possible, I'm playing the probability game of Jarek McKinnon getting a lot of work, Daryl Williams getting a lot of work, and a guy who runs worse than a 4-6-40 not getting 11 and a half yards as his longest rush. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Please. Seven carries, 60 yards, average of 8.6 last week. When he came in, they did not expect him to get the football, and he ripped off two runs longer than this does that scare you at all well the yards per carry doesn't really scare me just because it it, it is inflated by that long rush which i'm kind of discounting that 22 yard rush yeah yeah it scares me a little bit so again i'm playing more the probability game and what i mean by that is his number of rush attempts if his number of rush attempts versus mckinnon let's say is, is going to be well under 50 percent, if it's going to be like seven to ten rush attempts then I'm willing to take the chance that he's not going to pop off a long one. I'm willing to take the if, – if he was getting like Elijah Mitchell work or Joe Mixon work, I'm not really interested in this prop. I'm interested in it mostly because of his opportunity share. I tell people all the time, we educate and we entertain. That's a lot of education from Sia right there. You can't get any better than that. Uh, real quick, uh, Chris Jones apparently uh, – thank you to Matt in the chat – says he's at minus 112 at FanDuel anyway to get a sack in the game. Would you still like it at that juice? Uh, I, I think that's appropriately priced. I'd look to find it like a plus 110, plus 120 elsewhere. Because, uh, yeah, I do know it hasn't opened on like MGM and DraftKings yet. So I at least wait to see uh, if you can get a better price there. I, I do feel that minus 112 is appropriately priced, but I do think there is a tremendous chance he gets a sack in this game.
Okay. Dave, let me come to you. Dan in the chat says, Mahomes, over 26 and a half completions. And going back to last week, he was 33 of 44. Both those numbers sailed to the over. 378 sailed to the over. Three touchdowns sailed to the over. I wasn't comfortable taking this over. Not because I think he's going to have a low completion rate in the game. I actually like the matchup for him. I, I guess I'm a little bit worried about just how much Cincinnati, Kansas City is going to have to throw in the game. Uh, I think Cincinnati is going to be the team that puts the ball in the air a lot more. That's evidenced by two of the player props that I like this week. So I, I would be a little bit nervous with that one. I think it's maybe a li- maybe two or three completions out of my comfort zone. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let me come back to you, Alex, because you already hit on this. Uh, Joe in the chat, apparently the number of sacks total in this game is set at five. The juice is minus 115, and he's saying it's total sacks between the two teams is at five. Yeah, I think that provides some value. However, I think the majority of the sacks are, are going to be on Kansas City side. Like It's hard for me to project how many uh, times Mahomes is going to be sacked because I don't think he's going to be sacked many times. So I'd be more interested in like a team total sacks, yep. for instance, like over three sacks um you know against joe burrow but yeah as far as like combined between both teams i'd personally stay away from that okay see you let me come back to you because now people love we know this they love bet on quarterback props because the quarterback is the one that's constantly changing throughout the game so let's go to joe burrow we know he's going to throw a lot we know the game script for them over 24 and a half completions and i can tell you very quickly that uh last week he was uh, 28 of 37, 348, zero touchdowns. I like the prop. I'm comfortable with that. I totally agree with Dave that if if you are comparing or if you're making the argument which of these two teams is actually going to pass more, clearly the Bengals are going to be in a situation to pass more, in my opinion. And by the way, it's hard to run against Kansas City. So I like his completion total. I actually like his yardage total. It almost Me feels too. like. It almost feels like a a sucker bet in a sense because it's like, yeah, everybody's going to like Joe Burrow's yardage total. But at the same time, it's it's in most places it's around 287, 288, 289. I think he's going to be in a position where he has to throw the ball in a negative game script. And we know he has the receivers not just to get the air yards, but to actually get the yards after the catch. So I'm I'm interested in both of those. Alex, then Dave, you piggyback. Yeah, I, I love Burrow's props. Uh I little special uh, tease what may or may not come out this Sunday where I'll be giving out some props with coach when we preview these games an hour before kickoff. But yeah, I love Burrow props this week, particularly the attempts, particularly the completions as well. Uh, Also, I want to say that Cincinnati has transitioned their offense uh, early in the season. They were one of the most run heavy teams in football. They were running the ball more on first down than any team in football Uh, recently in the playoffs in the last few weeks of the regular season, we saw them just completely uh, transition the offense to a very, very pass-heavy, pass-centric offense. So some of these uh, lines are still sort of uh, have uh, Cincinnati stats built in when they were rushing the ball a lot. So I actually think that there is some sneaky hidden value in some of Burrow's uh, completions and attempts props because of how much uh, they've basically uh, committed to throwing the ball especially recently. And to piggyback off that point, Alex, they've thrown the ball 66% of the time in their two playoff games. Keep in mind, they won these playoff games. So it's not like they built a lead and then they decided to be conservative. 
Uh, they, they were competitive games, to be sure. But they threw the ball two-thirds of the time. I think that that's absolutely worth noting. So I agree with you there. And I'm on the exact same wavelength as Sia. You see this number for Joe Burrow. Uh, I saw it at 287.5, and you think – well, they're just trying to trap me. They don't think that he's going over 300 yards. Burrow has gone over 300 yards in five of his last seven games. I think if the odds makers wanted to make it a competitive line, they would have put it a lot closer to 300. I think they would have put it in the 290 range, maybe even like 299 and a half, legitimately right on that border. And I just I wonder if there's something that they're seeing that we're not seeing that's going to make Burrow fall under that. But I thought that last week, which is why I didn't mm-hmm. say that Burrow going over was something that I was in love with last week, and everybody saw what Joe Burrow did. He didn't have a lot of touchdowns, obviously. He didn't have any. But he threw for over 300 yards, could absolutely see him do the exact same thing this week. That's a great, great analysis. They only scored 19 points, and he went for 350. Mm-hmm. 19 points, 350. What do you think they're going to do when they score 30 and the Chiefs have to score 40? Because that's the game script I think that's going to happen. Alex? Yeah, it's huge. I also think Joe Mixon's ineffectiveness is also contributing to this as well. We've seen the Bengals struggle running the ball, especially recently. Uh, Yeah, after being very run heavy early in the season, his yards per um, carry has plummeted. I don't think he's eclipsed uh, 65 rushing yards for, I want to say, seven of the last eight games. Uh, Mixon has been largely ineffective and just the, the the running game in general for Cincinnati has just not looked good. So I definitely think that they are going to continue to lean heavily on Joe Burrow when you have this plethora of dynamic weapons, uh, the best receiving group in the NFL, in my opinion. How can you not lean on that? Plus, Burrow has just been absolutely fantastic. All the advanced metrics also back this up as well. He ranks in the top five in pretty much uh, essentially right. every single statistical category. So, yeah, Burrow's playing phenomenal football right now. You guys are on your games today. Shout out to AB, Jeweler, and the entire HQ team for all the new graphics that are made for the show this week. It adds so much production value. So, AB, good job there. Of course, the Jeweler, our executive producer. All right, that is our one game. That's how long it takes to break down one game because I've got the best. Now, if you have a chat in the second, or excuse me, if you have a prop in the second game that you would like us to discuss, or that you're looking at and say, ah, should I pull the trigger? Put it into the chat. Put the juice for me, and we'll get to as many as we possibly can. Let's shift our focus now. 6.30 Eastern. We'll be here 5.30 Eastern for the 49ers and the Rams. NFC West will be represented in the Super Bowl. So, Dave, I want to come back to you for 49ers. And this man's name has been said a lot the last couple of weeks because it feels like Jimmy G is really finding a comfort zone with him in crunch time. Who do you like? Well, he didn't find much of a comfort zone with him in crunch time last week when he only had one target for zero catches, zero yards, and zero touchdowns. But, Coach, that was a gift. That's a a gift. Because now that line isn't out of control. Like, it really should be. Brandon Ayuk has an over-under this week on his yardage prop, 48.5. I think he's going to scream past that and get somewhere in the high 50s to 60s, if not 100 yards, which is what he had against the Rams the last time he played them. The Niners were in the cold last week against Green Bay. Garoppolo didn't have a very good game. It wasn't a high-scoring game. It was a defensive battle. So that's why Ayuk didn't do so much. But in the three games prior, he had at least four catches in each one of them, and he had at least 66 yards in each one of them. And I just feel like the algorithm that the oddsmakers might use to just set a baseline for a lot of these player props 
is taking too much of last week's game Mm -hmm. and the conditions of last week's game into effect here. That drives down the number, but that makes me want to sink more money into IU. And I understand that he is a flighty guy in this offense. But you think about the situation that he's going to be in. The Niners probably going to play from behind in this game. I don't think they're going to play with a lead. Do think it will be a competitive game, but it's not in cold-ass Green Bay. It's in a nice (laughs) dome in L.A. It's the fast track in L.A. I fully expect IU to be right back involved in this offense, just as he was before last week. If you lost money on Brandon Ayuk last week, or even if you won money on Brandon Ayuk last week, I don't really care. He's going to come through for you this week. This is the number that I like best. Pencil him in for at least 58 yards. You know what I love? And Alex, I'm coming to you. I love the people that tweeted at us that, the, you know, because we had props from a bunch of different guys. They're like, you guys are terrible on all those props in that 49ers Packers game. Literally everyone went under. So if you bet it over, it, it didn't matter. It wasn't our fault. It's the way the game went. Alex, talk to me. A couple of things I wanted to point out. My favorite prop from last week, I gave this out on this very show, was Brandon Ayuk under four and a half receptions. Talk about an easy under zero receptions last week. I had people tweeting me asking me if they were going to get paid on the bet because I didn't know if he played in the game. That is great. Right. Yeah, you're getting paid. Don't worry about that. Uh, furthermore, I, I hate to play devil's, devil's advocate. Usually I am aligned with Dave. However, I, it is just hard for me to trust receiving options in this San Francisco offense. This is the lowest volume passing offense in the NFL. No team is more tilted towards the run than San Francisco. That is all they want to do. This is evidenced by how much they run on first down. All the advanced metrics as well, they are running more than any team in football. They are trying to keep the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands as much as possible. To me, it is hard to trust any receiver on San Francisco. That even goes for guys as much as I love George Kittle, as much as I love Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. I just have a hard time trusting that the passing volume is going to be there because I think they're going to run the ball even when they're down 7 to 10 points against this Rams team. So my counter to that, and I'm not even going to bring up the S word, uh, Alex, because I know it's not going to get me anywhere, and I know you don't want any part of it. Try it. Try it. Try it. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I I know that he's sensitive to it. Um, (laughs) The question I have is, will they be successful running the football? This is against the Rams front that's really good at stopping the run. And I know that Mitchell had success to a degree earlier this year in the two games against them. But when they came back against L.A., it wasn't on the back of Elijah Mitchell. They were throwing the ball well. Ayuk was a big part of that just in week, what was it, week 18, right, the last game of the year when these two teams met. I think they're going to have to throw more in this game. And I think that's going to bring those targets up for everybody, not just Ayuk, of course, but I think Debo is going to have more of a role in the passing game. Once upon a time, I know this is hard to believe, once upon a time, Debo Samuel was a wide receiver and not a running back. For the 49ers and George Kittle, I, we're all waiting for him to explode. I don't know if this is really going to be the game where he does it, but I think the targets will be there for him. The point is, I think they're going to have to throw a little bit more than they're comfortable doing, and I think Ayuk will benefit from that. I'm not a I'm not a body language expert, but when Alex goes like this, I feel like he wants to take it 
One more time. One I, I will more. put this out there. I am retired from showdowns on spreads and totals and specifically against you, Coach. When it comes to props, that is my specialty. That is where I make my money. So I am always game for a prop showdown. Just throwing that out there. If uh, okay. anyone wants to oblige, not issuing a challenge to my guy, Uncle Dave. Okay, so no showdown there. But I'm I'm gonna make an official change to the show that whenever you want a showdown, you're the only person that's not allowed to say hit the music. You get to say, I want the smoke, because that is what you say. And you're the only one that's allowed to say that. I want the smoke. And Lydia, Lydia in the chat says, Oh shit, we gotta hear the music. No, Lydia, you're not. But damn it, that made me laugh. So thank you for typing that. Uh, all right. Now, we have one more prop play from the 49ers side. And a reminder, they were down 17 points in the final week of the season. Needed to win to get into the playoffs. They came back and they did it. Now, one of the guys who helped them that weekend and also was a big-time contributor last week at Very Snowy Lambeau, Oh, Dave, I got to come right back to you, big boy. What do you got? We're going with the best and most reliable niner of them all, Robbie Gold. Two kicker player props on the same show. What is going on? We're going there. We're going there. (laughs) Yes. Four of the last kickers to take on the Rams. Multiple field goal attempts. Robbie Gold's nailed 20 of 23 field goals all year. Again, the conditions are going to be good. You don't have to worry about rain or wind or uh, a random tsunami coming to hit the stadium. It's all good. It's going to be perfect conditions. I think Robbie Gold will have a couple of opportunities to kick field goals. I think he'll make them. And you're getting odds on it, too, plus 110. So get a little sweetener headed your way. Real quick, A.B., show your face. I want to get some instant feedback. We've got two, two field goal props what do you make of them, sir? Oh, I love everything about it. And look, I believe that this is the greatest prop show that's ever existed now that we have two of them. So, yeah, all in for that. <laughs> Way to add nothing to the show, AB. Get out of here. <laughs> like I don't want to see your face. Get out of here. Oh, my goodness. I love that guy so much. There is not another five-tool player like AB at Early Edge of Sports Life. Couldn't do without him. Couldn't do without him. All right. Now, we've done the kicker props, so I can check that off my list. By the way, you want to stay tuned till the very end of the show because one of my guys has a bonus play for you that involves both quarterbacks. You definitely want to wait for that. But we need to go to the other side of the football. And, Alex, I'm going to come to you because you've got an offensive play and a defensive play. I do indeed, Coach. I'm going to start with uh, the defensive play. I want to give a shout-out to my guy, Ger Powell, on Twitter. He tipped me off to this play. I absolutely loved it. I may uh, retweet uh, the synopsis or the analysis that he uh, gave on Twitter. But, yeah, it is Aaron Donald, over four and a half tackles plus assists. You can find this for, I I believe, plus 115 or plus 110 on DraftKings at the moment, which to me is tremendous value. Donald has gone over this total in nine of the last 10 games. Uh, He's also gone over in both matchups versus San Francisco in the regular season, uh, combined for 15 combined tackles and assists 
versus uh, San Francisco as well. He's also gone over an impressive nine out of 10 games where the opponent rushed the ball at least 19 times. That is very significant in my opinion, because as I previously mentioned, there is no team that wants to run the ball more than San Francisco. No team is more tilted towards the run than San Francisco. I believe there's going to be another very, very, very heavy uh, rushing approach from San Francisco. Plenty of Elijah Mitchell, plenty of Debo Samuel. Aaron Donald has been super active. This guy is an absolute beast. I love it at plus money over four and a half combined tackles and assists for Aaron Donald. That leads me to my next prop, which is staying with the Rams. Odell Beckham, over 51 and a half receiving yards. Someone else very intelligent appearing on this stream <laughs> also is on this prop. Uh, yeah, Beckham has firmly established himself as the number two option in the Rams passing game. 10 receptions for 123 yards and a touchdown so far in the playoffs. Gone over this number in both playoff games as well. Van Jefferson is banged up. He's been practicing or not practicing and then practicing on a limited basis. Uh, Pierce hobbled to me. Uh, Odell. Uh, uh, furthermore, excuse me, San Francisco is second in rushing DVOA compared to 16th in passing DVOA. I often talk about the path of least resistance. That is going to be through the air. The Rams are going to throw the ball a lot, in my opinion, versus San Francisco. are very, very stout rush defense. Uh, the reports about Odell have just been glowing across the board. I think he's going to continue just to make his presence felt, have another big impact game. Another reason I love this prop is because he does not need an uptick in targets. With his A dot, which is around 12 yards, he only needs four or five targets to eclipse this total. Also, he's yet to have a ceiling or a spike game for the Rams since joining the team. Uh, that has been uh, because he's failed to hook up with Stafford on a lot of these deep targets that he's getting. The targets are there. It's unlucky that he has yet to reel one in. Great chance of that happening versus San Francisco. I think there's also a great chance he's going to flirt with potentially triple digits receiving yards. So I love his alt lines as well. Looking at plus 70, plus 80, plus 90 yards. I think there's a ton of value if you're looking at like plus 350, plus 450 as you get into those alt lines. So yeah, Odell Beckham has yet to have a spike game and it's largely been because of luck actually. Um, so yeah, there's a great chance he's going to connect with Stafford on a deep pass. Even if he doesn't, he's still a great bet to go over this number because of his floor. So I absolutely love Odell Beckham over 51 and a half receiving yards. And let's keep in mind, he's going to be a free agent. He is playing for a contract, and that motivates guys. Even in the playoffs, it's a motivation. Great analysis, Alex, by you on those last two plays. Uh, real quickly, Renault in the chat says, Hey, my brothers, I am addicted to your show and trying to be a member. I went to Sportsline.com, but there was no place to put the promo code in. AB, I need you one more time. There's a lot of people out there like that. We're getting more members than we know what to do with. Help them out a little bit. Yep, absolutely. So appreciate you, Renald. Uh, go to sportsline.com slash join. And once you select the package that you want, either annual, quarterly, monthly, once you select one of those, the promo code uh, box will jump up right there. Type it in. Boom. Good to go. All set. There you go. Thank you, AB. And he dips out again, never ruining my flow anymore. All right. Now, two great plays from Alex, but I've got two more plays from my man, Sia. Talk to me. So I'm so happy that 
Alex ended what he, the the Odell Beckham prop with the lack of a spike week for Odell Beckham because my prop is also uh, I have two but my first one is also Odell Beckham over 51 and a half receiving yards but I got a real fun one for you and I didn't know if I was going to bring it up in this show or how I was going to do it because coach I didn't want to ruin your flow but <laughs> Alex led me right into this Love this it. is pretty crazy so we haven't seen a spike week from Odell but it certainly could happen especially knowing how many targets he's been getting over the last couple of games although Against Arizona, he only had four targets because that was a complete blowout. I guess the St. Louis Cardinals showed up instead of the Arizona Cardinals and was a whole thing, and the Rams won 34-11. to 11. <laughs> With that said, we know Odell has the spike week in him, especially against the secondary. The secondary is playing just fine, but it's not a super talented secondary, and we know Odell is a focal point. So here's the fun bet. We have the over 51.5 receiving yards, but the mm-hmm. fun bet is this. Most receiving yards in this game, not on the full slate, but in this game, if you pick Odell Beckham, it's paying plus 850. Plus 850 for Odell Beckham, most receiving what? yards. The only two guys ahead of him are Cooper Cup, obviously, at minus 125, and Debo Samuel at plus 800. So if, let's say, Cooper Cup gets the majority of, of, of the coverage, the coverage rolls over to him, which has really been happening over the last few games, Odell Beckham breaks one. You got plus 850 on that. Wow, that's that. a great D. It's not going to be Debo. That, I can't believe Debo was, was tied for the second best odds. He he never leads. He his combos are pretty good. But Alex, right. what do you think about that uh, that fun one or Dave? Uh, let's go, Alex and Dave on that fun one with OBJ actually having more receiving yards than Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think at plus 850, it provides tremendous value. I think they're, uh, it's frankly been unlucky that Odell has yet to have a spike week. He's yet to connect on some of these deep targets that he's consistently getting. Uh, he's a dynamic playmaker. Uh, the advanced metrics uh, have been look super good when you're looking at Odell. He's playing at a very high level. Uh, so I do think there's a great chance that he could end up uh, catching a long touchdown pass, which is frankly a long pass in this game. Wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. I think like plus 450 to plus 550 are more appropriate odds yep. for him uh, to potentially lead this game in receiving yards. So at plus 850, I think it's a tremendous value. See, I feel like if this hits – I feel like, Dave, we might have to name another segment of the show. Like the VJM, we'd have to – this has to be a pick every week, I I feel like. Well, for next year, we're going to have a lot of segments. Dave, your thoughts? I I don't think the odds are high enough. You just look at what Cooper Cup has done week after week, not just in terms of yardage, but also in terms of targets and catches. He's the number one guy in L.A. And I'm sorry. Like, I understand that plus 850, that's definitely an attractive number they probably should put it at closer to a thousand because I don't think there's much of a chance at all that Odell gets more yardage in Cooper cup, unless Cooper cup gets hurt. They'd have to double team cup every single snap to the point where Odell is running free. And even then I still think that they'd be really close in targets over the balance of the game. So I think that that's, I'm sorry. See, I think that that's one where it could really be troublesome for people to, uh, to feel great about going um, big on, on that. If you want to put a little sprinkle on it, I guess that's okay. But I, I think Cooper Cup's going to have more yardage. And I think there's a chance that Debo, even with his lowered receiving yardage over the past few weeks, I think it spikes this week. Both those guys should have more yardage than Odell. Yeah, yeah so my only response there, it's, it's twofold. One is it's plus 850. 
So it's definitely going to be like a sprinkle type bet. I mean, it's a tremendous number. I agree it probably should be at plus 500. I, of course, agree that Cooper Cup is is the leader in the clubhouse going into that game. But if you look at his targets now, Tampa Bay just sort of, I don't know what they were doing at the end of the game. I think Cooper Cup got a lot large majority of his yards on those final two catches. But prior to that game, he caught five. He had five receptions on seven targets, seven receptions on seven targets. That was against San Francisco in six receptions on seven targets. So clearly these teams are trying. They're not successful, but they're trying to take away Cooper Cup because we've noticed his target share, at least in those three games, three out of the last four games, Seven seven targets isn't a lot for Cooper Cup. So my point is, if San Francisco puts the focus on Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson isn't going to be the guy to step in. Okay, Tyler <laughs> Higby true. might get his yeah. catch, catches, but it's not going to be Tyler Higby getting like the actual yards themselves. The guy who can break one or two is Odell Beckham. And again, it's all operating off the premise that it's plus 850. Wow. I wonder. Yeah, Alex, go ahead. We're looking at his average depth of target and air yard. So he's being targeted very deep down the field. They haven't connected yet. So we've seen just, you know, a, a pretty steady floor, but like zero ceiling. I don't think he's eclipsed 80 yards since joining the Rams. The, in my opinion, the potential is absolutely there when you're looking at specifically how valuable these targets are and where on the field he's being targeted. So to me, there's quite a few scenarios where he has uh, potentially triple digit receiving yards. And yeah, I think it has some nice value at plus 850. Uh, personally, obviously, I think Cooper Cup is the favorite to lead this, the, this game in receiving yards. I just think there's less than a one in eight chance uh, for him as far as like the price is concerned um, for him to be the leading receiver. I think Odell Beckham is certainly in the mix, uh, just going to take one of these deep passes, whereas all of Cooper Cup's targets are within 10 yards, very close to the line of scrimmage. The guy's phenomenal, a ton of yak ability. But, yeah, I think if Stafford can connect with Odell on one of these deep passes where he's getting targeted, easily go over triple digits. You guys, we've created a monster on this show. We really have. Anytime Sorry. you guys disagree. <laughs> The entire the entire chat's like, call it, coach, call it. Where's the music? Let's go, showdown. <laughs> hey, I love all that energy. I love uh, all of it. Believe me, but you can't have a showdown on a plus eight hundred <laughs> prop because it just you can't do it. It can't. It's got to be an even prop uh, or an even side. But I respect the chat because you guys all you guys all want the showdowns, which we absolutely love. Except for those that are in it, and we lose. I'm just uh, picturing right. my wife when she finds out that I've got to pay out plus eight fifty to two different people. <laughs> and what? You did what? Be. You yeah. did what? I won't. I won't be making it for any future shows, Coach. I'm. I'm busted. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody in the chat said <laughs> that they want Alex to give a take on Tyler Higby over forty and a half receiving yards and. Uh, use Pat Frymouth in the explanation. However, we're going <laughs> to tweak that just a little bit because it just so happens that might be one of our best bets. So the man who has Tyler Higby as his best bet, please go first. Then, Alex, please piggyback that and use Pat Frymouth in your answer. Go. We had, we had Tyler Higby's over last week, and it was 43 and a half yards. Now it's down to 40 and a half yards. I don't get it. I don't know what they're seeing. I see a tight end who's had at least 46 yards in five of his past six, 
thanks to having at least six targets in five of his past six. He's actually had five or more targets in eight of his past nine. The dudes had at least a 19% target share from Matthew Stafford each of the last four games. For a tight end, that's outstanding. I think you're going to see him continue to come through. 50-plus yards to a tight end in two of the past three games the 49ers have allowed. That includes Higby himself, who got 55 yards back in Week 18. And last week, no, a tight end from the Packers did not get 50 yards, but that's because Aaron Rodgers does not throw to his tight ends. And I've got a bonus on top of that. All right, so the best bet is definitely Higby yardage over 40-and-a-half. He should be good for about 50 yards. Should be good for four or five catches, too. But he also has three total touchdowns in two games against San Francisco. So what if you take the yardage and then you take the touchdown player prop and you gently mold them together into a beautiful bonus parlay in the same game? What would those odds be? Well, the odds are pretty good. They're plus 375. So if you like Higby to be involved as much as I do in the passing game and you think he can hit lightning again, like he has three times in the past two games against the 49ers, play them together, get almost four to one on your money. That's a much better bet than suggesting that Odell Beckham's going to be the leading receiver <laughs> in the game. You must really not like that. Play. I do not. I do oh, not. I normally wow. I like everything wow. that Sia and Alex say, but I just, I, I would be shocked. And I, it's like I said, it should be closer to a thousand, if not like twelve hundred. Yeah, it's interesting, and I love the fact that Sia brought it up because I love the discussion. I love chopping it up. That's what I love to do the most. And I love it when you guys really disagree. It's so much fun for me. Uh, all right, uh, Alex, I'm awaiting your response, sir. Uh, one thing I do really like about Tyler Higby is this guy does not leave the field. He plays as many snaps, runs as many routes, especially routes on dropbacks. When you look at tight ends, because of their responsibilities blocking a lot, sometimes they're not often running routes on every single QB dropback. Mm -hmm. Not the case with Tyler Higby whatsoever. This guy runs a route on 97% of Matt Stafford's dropbacks, which is a fantastic number. That's like Travis Kelsey level. Very few tight ends are in that category. So, yeah, this guy does not leave the field. He is running routes on every single dropback. We know the Rams are a high-volume passing offense traditionally or typically as well. Uh, this is a tough matchup on paper. But, yeah, just with the amount of snaps this guy is playing, uh, his role in the offense has grown. He's definitely has a nice floor as far as the targets are concerned. I like this prop quite a bit as well. Uh, Friar Muth. While I love the guy, he was splitting a ton of work with Gentry and uh, who's the tight end? He's a player on the Lions. Who's the top ten? I don't know, Eric but I'm Ebron. loving this. <laughs> Eric Ebron, and yeah, he just wasn't getting as many routes run as I like compared to Higby, who doesn't leave the field. So I like Higby, but I obviously have a ton of respect for our guy, Pat Fryer. How many tickets did we cash on him this season, oh. Coach? I Quite think he, he wallpapered our house, I think. He did, indeed. Oh. All the artwork on the wall. That bear was courtesy of Pat Fryermuth as well. That's a story for another day, though. <laughs> By the way, but yeah, uh, uh, Sia, go ahead. Well, just to find something even more in common with those two, Pat Fryermuth <laughs> and Tyler Higby, they're both approximately 6'5", so they're like twins. <laughs> That's very, very true. That's very true. By the way, I just got an email, not to make you guys jealous, uh, about my Super Bowl media credential. And I have a special VIP uh, invitation to Universal Studios for a private party 
during Super Bowl week. I, I mean, I, Coach, I just can't. I, I, I got the email too as your plus one. I will accept on the air. I will be attending with you. <laughs> the invitation, Coach. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> you are so very welcome. I, I hate when stuff like that just comes into my phone, and I just it just I, I hate it. Uh, before we get yeah, into it's our really final... terrible that you're getting VIP party invites right to your phone. <laughs> Over yeah. the Super Bowl and the press credentials. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> All right, it's I got three things, three things left to do. I got one final play coming from Sia. I've got four winners I have to announce. And then I have one bonus play from Uncle Day. So, Sia, let me come back to you because maybe the best story of the entire NFL playoffs is with the Rams. It's hard not to like Cam Akers. However, with this 49ers defense, you found a prop that we should go under. Yeah, and I love the Cam Akers story. I just hate his yards per carry. And, and that, that's really what this comes down to. And there's there's a couple things kind of working here. The Niners' rush defense is really, really good. I mean, this is a top rush defense in the league. They get better and better as each week goes by from the regular season to the playoffs. Cam Akers is only averaging two and a half yards per carry since his comeback. So while he looks really dynamic and, he, and he's he's cutting really well and we're all really impressed, I certainly am. He's just not really getting it done from a yards per carry standpoint. And, oh, by the way, he fumbled twice last week. So we're not 100% sure what his workload is going to be relative to Sony Michelle and or Daryl Henderson if he becomes active. So the over-under on his rushing yards is 63 and a half. Now, I know M Squared was on his – or I think he's on because we talked about on the Fantasy Football Today DFS show yesterday – the total yards prop, which I believe is somewhere in that 86 range. He was under on that. I'll just go ahead, and I like that too, by the way, but I'm just going to go ahead and take the under on the rushing because we don't exactly know what his volume is going to be. And frankly, even if it's the normal volume that he's been getting, I don't think he gets to the 63 and a half number. Frankly, all the running backs that have gone against the Niners over the last couple months have not gone, have not hit this number. So I really don't see why Cam Akers would in this particular situation. Oh, both of you. All right, let's go Dave and then Alex piggyback. Not since week nine has a running back legitimately gone over 64 yards against this defense. The one that did it between weeks 10 and now did it on a fake punt. It was Travis Homer, shout out to the U, 73 yards on a fake punt. That counts as rushing yards. Technically, it's true, but it's not how I expect Cam Akers to get his yardage. And I watch, I, I like this prop as well. I'm going to write about it and put it on CBS Sports. This will be one of my favorite props of the week, too. But I watched him play last week, and there might have been three or four plays where he looked explosive. Everything else, I got Todd Gurley vibes from him. Ten and you remember when Gurley yep. came back from the arthritic knee? He was playing running back, and when the blocking was good, he was okay. He'd get you yardage, but he wasn't explosive. And the thing that we know about Cam Akers the most is that he is a cutback king, and he's really not getting those opportunities. The offensive line also didn't do a great job. So I agree with Sia wholeheartedly on this one. I think this is a pretty sharp under. I also fully agree with everything that Dave and Sia laid out. I like this play a lot as well. I almost made it a play until I saw that Sia was on. I didn't want to overlap on multiple plays, but there's a very good chance I give this play out um, later on, uh, whether it's my column or Sunday when we preview this game. Uh, absolutely love it as well. The San Francisco defense is so stout, ranking second in rushing DVOA. Uh, completely agree. They just look better and better every week as well. Uh, absolutely love this prop. Uh, real quick, see uh, in the chat, they're saying that at uh, 61 and a half at FanDuel, 
what a shock. It moved as you were talking about it. So it's down two yards already. Yeah, I still like it at 61 and a half. I, honestly, I think this should probably be like 58 and a half, 57 okay. and a half even. I think 58 and a half is probably where my limit would be. What about his receiving uh, yardage over 18 and a half, juice to minus 110? I personally don't really like that one way or the other. Um, but considering the, like, if you consider the total yard yardage and the fact that I like that, I, um, I, I like it. I like, I don't know. See that, that one is, is really tough because he could find himself in space where he's not going to find himself in space is in the running game because of how quick San Francisco gets into the backfield. So that's sort of why I think the edge is with the rushing in particular. I also want to point out one very important thing that you said was the fumbles last week, but also when he fumbled last yep. week, right? It was crunch time. It was down at the goal line. Then it was late in the game. So when they get to those two places, I don't foresee him being in the game, which means that even that's even more reason to play this prop to the under. Mm-hmm. Crunch time, ball carriers, you got to be able to hold that thing high and tight. All right. Now, I mentioned two more things to do. So I want the bonus play that I'm excited about to be the last thing. So we've got four, count them, four winners right now uh, of a $100 Paramount Plus gift card. You're welcome. So I've been watching her just one after another. It's always funny or nice or propping people up. You know that's what I'm all about. So Lydia Yanez, you just won. Matthew Abel, you just won. Bananas and grapes. Love both of those fruits. You just won. <laughs> and Joe Neuenfeld, you just won. All four of you, kindly leave your Twitter handle into the chat, please, so AB can reach out to you and tell you all the details of how you're going to win a cool $100. Now, as many of you know who watch the show, I may have won multiples of $100 the last week or so in showdown bets, but that's neither here nor there. So Dave, you are the only person that went above and beyond. You are the only person that said, I've got my homework, but I want a little extra credit. What do you got for us? That's right. I'm an overachiever. Just take (laughs) one look at me and you can tell that I achieve over the top every way possible, (laughs) including on player prop shows with you and Alex and Sia. I I love the Jimmy Garoppolo over one half of an interception play because Garoppolo's thrown an interception in four straight games, and this Rams defense is good. But Stafford, just in doing the research, I noticed this. Stafford has multiple interceptions in both games against San Francisco this year, and we could see him go ahead and make a few mistakes against the Niners in here. And so I got to thinking, I like the Garoppolo parlay. Or I like the Garoppolo over interception, and I like the Stafford. And so let's just slam those two bad boys together. What do we get? We got a parlay at plus 240 if they both throw an interception in the game. And I like that one. So I know that I lost a little bit of cash to you last week, Coach. This is how I'm going to make it back on the failures of both quarterbacks in the NFC Championship game. They will both throw an interception. And I will get my funds back that I lost you. I just won't get it back from you. I'll get it back from the from the guy down the street. Yeah, so um, I'm absolutely cool with it. As long as it's not my money that you're going to get back, I'm <laughs> right. good with that. Absolutely good with that. Uh, Eric in the chat says, I'm the king of the humble brag. Uh, Joe says, if I were coach, I'd brag about it a lot more than he does. Oh, Joe. So you want to hear about it more? 
Nobody wants to hear that more, Joe. Trust me on that. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that more. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Boy, what a fun show. By the way, we were actually, full disclosure, we were wondering how much time we could actually fill with only two games this week. It's our longest show of the entire year. How about yep. that, guys? Longest show awesome. of the entire year, and it never slowed down. So thank you. We're up against it. Grab your paper. Grab your pencils. So I just read Grant. He says, thank you for the nuggets. Uh, <laughs> here is our best bets, courtesy of AB on the ones and the twos. Let's take a screenshot. Leave it up there for a second. Get them all in. When your books releases them, then you can get them in. Hopefully, the numbers will be the same. You see prop stars, his three plays, Aaron Donald, OBJ, Evan McPherson. Also, his weekly column will come out on Sportsline on Saturday morning around 11 a.m. Eastern time. Then, Dave, Joe Mixon, CJ Uzama, Tyler Higby, Brandon Ayuk, and Robbie Gold, and then a little bonus parlay. Let's have both Jimmy G. Matthew Stafford throw an interception. Let's get plus 240. Let's get him his cash back. Then see ya. OBJ, Cam Akers, Byron Pringle of the Chiefs, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Longest run under 11 and a half yards, minus 120. A quick reminder, if you do not follow our YouTube page, you are watching us right now. Hit that subscribe button. It's free. Turn on your notifications so every single time we have any new content drop into your feed, you are notified. Sunday. At 11 a.m. No, no, 2 p.m. Eastern time, 11 a.m. my time, and then 5.30 Eastern time, 2.30 my time. Full one-hour breakdowns of both championship games on Sunday because we do it, and we do it for you. Love my guys. I've loved this entire season. Can't believe it's almost over, but we're here every single day, and there's only one thing left to do, and I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight, even the plus 800, to the pay window for my entire crew. Love them all. Prop stars. Uncle Dave. See ya. The most handsome man in all of the early edge land. And, of course, AB on the ones and the twos, putting it all together. Tell all your friends, you want to be educated. You want to be entertained. Have a good time. And Phil included, there's only one place to be. Right here at the early edge. Good luck.